Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. a good idea have a point it makes it so much more interesting for the listener welcome to camo x brad young sitting in this evening at your service thanks for sticking around with us this evening on a wednesday evening uh how you doing uh it's been a busy day it's been a busy week for me and i hope you're in a position now where you can uh, kick back enjoy the evening and enjoy some interesting conversation Speaking of interesting, today is is National Pig Day. And as I was looking at this, it occurred to me, and, and I felt kind of awkward about thinking this, because I, I got to tell you, the first thing that came to my mind when I heard it's National Pig Day is barbecue. And, and that's pretty rude towards the pigs. I'm sure that's not the point of National Pig Day. But listen, if you mention pigs, I'm thinking barbecue. So, uh, Matt Pajeski, uh, producer extraordinaire, you are you a fan of barbecue? I love barbecue. Okay. So, I want to get into, uh, just for a minute here, what's your favorite barbecue place? I would have to go with Pappy's Smokehouse <laughs> or maybe Bogart's in Soulard. I think they're I think they're related somehow, like with the owner of like a, an employee of Pappy's, I think, moved mm-hmm. out and then started his own place with Bogarts. I might be speaking totally incorrectly here, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's the case. And that, that's okay. why they're both so good. That's right. I, I didn't know that. But what's interesting is I, I looked up on uh, on TripAdvisor and I tried to find the top 10 barbecue places in St. Louis. And Matt Pajeski, you just nailed numbers one and two. Wow. In that number one, Pappy Smokehouse, which comes as a shock to nobody. If you've ever been there, that's that's my favorite. That is just awesome. If you haven't been there, uh, check it out. I'm not getting anything for it. I mean, if they wanted to call me and offer me so, uh, a free lunch, of course, I would take it. But uh, unsolicited, Pappy Smokehouse, number one. But Bogarts is listed at number two. Now, I haven't eaten at Bogarts. Is that in Soulard? Yes, it is. I- I've heard of it. I've heard of it. I know people talk about it, but I've never been there. Got to go and get a half rack of ribs, Brad. 
Okay. And the kind I'm I'm assuming that if it's anything like Pappy's, if you get a half a rack of ribs, you're going to need about uh, 40 napkins. 40 napkins, that's it. And then uh, get, a, get a little St. Louis sweet sauce on it to make it even better. Good, good. And uh, uh, any other favorite barbecue places? Boy, there's uh, there's Smoky Moe's. That's off of uh, Manchester. And, I've been uh, there. You, you know what? You know the the tie in there is that's Emos, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smoky Moe's. Mm-hmm. They've got a great pork steak, which is one of my favorite cuts of meat ever. I know that's uh, that's controversial to Michael Kelly. He was uh, talking a couple <laughs> days ago how much he my... hates pork steaks. I'm like, now, I who, believe how it. can you hate pork steak? Now, listen, pork steak is it's a St. Louis thing. Right. And you have to cut it a certain way to get a pork steak. And I understand that. But, man, a pork steak on the grill, how can you not like that? A pork steak in the smoker, even better. Oh. Now, do you, do you prefer grill? You prefer smoked over, over yeah, grilled? Yeah, my dad had a smoker, and uh, that's, how, that's, how he, that's how he barbecued. He smoked everything, ribs, pork steaks. How, uh, how about venison? Shoulders. Have you ever had smoked venison? Uh, no, I have not. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. And uh, now with venison, though, you've got to... It's all in the marinade because if you just eat venison, it's kind of gamey, yeah. you know? So it's all in how you cook it. But if you marinate it right, I don't know how to do it. My my brother-in-law used to do that all the time, and it was magnificent. And I asked him, what kind of marinade do you use? And he said if he told me, he'd have to kill me. And so I didn't push it anymore because he, he owns a lot of guns. So I thought, okay, all right, I, I, won't push, I won't push my luck. But, yeah, also on the list, uh, salt plus smoke. Which is great. Salt, I'm sure you, salt and smoke. Yeah, you've, you've been there. Ballpark Village. They've got one. They've oh, got yeah. one on Main Street in St. Charles. It's phenomenal as yep. well. Yep. And of course, Sugar Fire is yeah. on the list. Yeah. And uh, man, I, I went to some. Uh, I went to an event at. Uh, it was an event for attorneys, and it was a uh, what's called a CLE, Continuing Legal Education, and it was catered. This was last year, catered by Sugar Fire. And it was different. I don't know if they, if they charge you like we know you got money and we're going to really charge you through the wazoo to give you the classic cuts of meat. But it was the thickest slabs of smoked brisket that I have ever had. And I've tried to order it before, and it's not like the same. So I don't know if somebody paid somebody under the table to get mm. extra thick slices, but it was magnificent. Now, here's something. It's called the Shaved Duck on Virginia. That came in at number five. I've been there as well, Brad. You've been there? See, how you get around more than I do. These are like my, my weekly restaurants that you're just naming off. You're naming off Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> <These are. laughs> so I'm going to go in all these places, and there's going to be pictures of Matt holding a big <laughs> a, a big sandwich, you yeah. know, a big brisket sandwich. Right. Or, or diving into the, the rack of ribs. You're going to be at all these places. All right, so... Uh, if if you ever want to find Matt Pajeski anywhere when he's not here at Camel X, apparently go to barbecue places. That's right. And that's where you're going to find him. Uh, yeah, also on the list, Adam's Smokehouse, which is on Watson Road. I've not been there. Uh, Roper's Ribs in Florissant, not been there. Uh, bandanas. Now, hmm. my, my in-laws like bandanas in Florissant. I'm not saying it's bad, but it's just not. When I, when I go to bandanas, it's good, but it's not like. Oh my goodness, good! I've, like pappies. Yeah, I've been I've been spoiled living next to Sugar Fire for a long time, and there's also a Bandanas close by, and uh, it, it's Bandanas. Unfortunately, is never in the conversation anymore. When when Sugar Fire is right next to us, like we, uh, we're totally spoiled by Sugar Fire. You, you can't go to you can't go to Bandanas when you got Sugar Fire. You just can't do that. Hey, we got to take a break here, and, but coming up after the break, it, spring is right around the corner, and. 
Uh, and if you have any bugs or pests in your house, other than your mother-in-law, I mean, you can't count your mother-in-law as a pest. But coming up after the break, we're going to talk to Dan Rotler from Rotler Pest Solutions. Uh, but before we go to this break, I'm going to go to this caller because Edward's been holding and wants to talk about barbecue. Hey, Edward, welcome to KMOX. Hey, how you doing? I'm doing great, sir. Uh, you've got barbecue on the mind, don't you? I sure do. Thanks to you guys. I'm hungry now. <laughs> <laughs> great. So what's your I, favorite barbecue? I don't know if anyone mentioned it, but uh, Daly's on Dowdy Ferry. Yes, I have that in Kirkwood. In fact, on the on the TripAdvisor oh. list, Edward, that came in at number six for the best barbecue okay. in St. Louis, Daly's. Now, what? I, I guess you're you're a frequent customer there. Not super frequent, but I like to get over there as often as possible. Yeah, and what, uh, do, you, have, what do you like to get there? The pit beans are to die for. They put uh, ch- big chunks of applewood smoked bacon oh. and pulled pork in with the beans. Oh, it's delicious. Oh, my goodness. You know, and I didn't get supper tonight, so I'm really hungry. You and me both, sir. Thanks to you. Have a good night. Uh, Edward, you nailed it. Number six, Daily Smokehouse on Dowdy Ferry in Kirkwood. Thanks, Edward. Thanks for calling in, my friend. Hey, we're going to take a break. And again, right after this break, Dan Rotler from Rotler Pest Solutions on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back to At Your Service. Brad Young in with you this evening. And spring is right around the corner. Uh, I just bought a new house about a week ago, and uh, and I already found bugs in it. So what do you do? Springtime is bug time. What can you do about it? Joining me this evening is Dan Rotler, president of Rotler Pest Solutions. Hey, Dan, welcome back to KMOX. Thanks for having me, Brad, and congratulations. Oh, thank you. Uh, well, full disclosure, I've been a customer of Rotler's 
uh, my goodness, since the 90s. Uh, Fred Rottler even came out to our first house to spray for bugs. I've already had you guys out at my house about a week ago at my new house. Uh, but the question is, that is spring really the worst time of year for bugs, or is that just my imagination? It's, uh, it is arguably, you know, when you're going to see the most uh, new activity, you know, in your home. Because they come out of the, the winter season, and they're looking for food. And that's, you know, looking for food so they can start the reproductive cycle. And uh, as a... Actually, that, what, what you just on, said, actually, what you just said actually describes a relative of mine. Uh, <laughs> you know, they're spring, they're looking for food so they can reproduce. Well, that's another story, right. but go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's you know, they're looking for moisture. They've overwintered. Um, their metabolism speeds up as the temperatures warm up. Um, that 60 degrees uh, threshold is usually the key area where they're... They're out looking for that new uh, new place to harborage and find food, and a lot of times that's our homes and businesses. And um, unfortunately, you know, maybe your kitchen or or someplace in your home. So um, yeah, it's it's a little challenging, uh, um, you know, coming out of the warm season or coming out of the cold season into the warm. You know, you have this problem. So. Now, unlike a, a lot of pest control companies, you know, Rottlers. You guys are from here. You started here. You're still based here. And is there anything about St. Louis where the bugs are different here than elsewhere? I mean, I've heard when I go to the south, I've got some friends of mine who live in Alabama, and the and they've got specialty termites in the south that don't exist elsewhere. But is there any kind of a bug issue that is, I'm not going to say unique to St. Louis, but more prevalent in St. Louis than in other areas of the country? Yeah, I think we just we're lucky enough to have it all. Um, how about that? Uh, lucky. We, we have the termites. We uh, we have the mosquitoes. We got the humid weather. Uh, we're near some some bodies of water. Um, we also, uh, you know, of course, have the ants. And uh, this time of year, we're we're dealing with you know the the three that I, you know, see our phones ring off the hook on, and that's moles, ants, termites, and uh, and mosquitoes. So, it, you know. I, between those, yeah, we're we're busy, and uh, and I would say, you know, we're we're unique enough where um, usually most of our customers experience one of those to mm-hmm. the extreme. So, well, we're talking, of course, to Dan Rotler, president of Rotler Pest Solutions. And Dan, I just mentioned I bought this new house, and I actually bought it a month ago, but we just started moving in two weeks ago, and when we bought the house. We go over to this new house. It's in kind of a wooded area, and we go to this house, and I got to tell you, the the day I inspected the house after closing, there were stink bugs everywhere, and uh, and they were everywhere. So, of course, we called Rottler. You guys came out, and you sprayed in the attic, and, and now the stink bugs are gone. Uh, are, are stink bugs hard to kill? Because whatever it is you guys did, did the trick. Yeah, they're not typically that challenging to uh, control. However, it's typically the season that you're you're trying to control them. Stink bugs, they like to overwinter in people's attics, similar to like the, um, the ladybugs that we see. Um, they're just trying to find a place to, to overwinter, and then come springtime is when they come out. And in your situation, you're moving into this uh, this home, and, and you're noticing these coming out of the attic and in other parts of the home, and and Really, you know, the best time to control them is uh, late summer, early fall, 
um, so that you don't have them in your home over winter. Um, but in your situation, uh, it sounds like uh, we were able to take care of it, and and, uh, and you're you're kind of just hitting at the right season where uh, whether we treat or they move out on their own, uh, you're kind of at a good spot. Um, however, you're not always so lucky with other pests like ants in particular. They'll move in um, come the spring and summer months. So, um, yeah, it's just a, it, there's always something that's working on your home um, here in St. Louis. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, you got introduced to the stink bugs with this new home. So, uh, <laughs> uh, well, well sure. you guys, you did. Your guy went up in the attic and sprayed everywhere. And now we, I think we've seen one stink bug in, in uh, last week or so, and that was it. So it really did take care of the problem. We're talking to Dan Rotler, president of Rotler Pest Solutions. And and Dan, when I had my old house in Florissant, gosh, 30 years ago, when we had it treated for termites, it really didn't kill termites. It just kind of chased them away to the house next door. But but now I understand that, that could, because when your Rotler guy came out to our, our new house, he said that there's actually systems in place now that will kill the termites. Is that right? Exactly, exactly. Um, so, yeah, termites are a social insect just like the ants. And back back when you said, you know, 20-plus years ago, 30 years ago, the products that we had didn't necessarily kill off the colony. It pushed them away from the home. And, unfortunately, you know, your neighbors got that, uh, uh, you know, the joys of uh, dealing with them. Yeah, and that and always seemed we, kind of rude to me. I mean, we're not really right. – all we're really doing is sending them next door. Right. Right. Yeah, you know, we're limited on the technology back then, and, and you know, we've come a long way in our industry, and, and right now, in the past, let's probably say 20 years, we've had products that actually um, work in the actual way that the insect moves food throughout the colony. So, uh, in this situation, it, it basically, they pass along as they're social insects, and they're feeding the rest of the colony. When they do that, they start to slowly you know, eliminate the colony in that process. So um, we are lucky enough to have better tools that can really eliminate the actual colony and protect your home. So so moving forward, you don't have to worry about, oh, you know, are the termites going to, you know, take care of, you know, my neighbor's house or attack my neighbor's house. Um, they may have their own colony, but uh, um and they're welcome to protect their home, but we're not pushing them there. How about that? That's a, that's a good answer. We're talking to Dan Rotler, president of Rotler Pest Solutions. And, and Dan, I just got a text here. Uh, someone texted in and asked, what could you do about moles this time of year? Now, my attitude on moles is I, I want to be uh, like the Bill Murray character in Caddyshack. When I've got moles in my yard, I mean, my... My dream solution for that is to pump natural gas into the mole runs and then light it up and watch them all burn. And I know that's maybe kind of rude, but that's the way I feel about moles. I would like to just blow them up. But apparently you've got a better solution for moles. What is that? Yeah, it's a combination of efforts of uh, trapping, using baits, uh, and occasionally we'll use some uh, deterrents that will, will kind of push them away. Um, there's not one solution that works best, um, but rather, you know, having some way of, you know, monitoring and and harvesting uh, when the moles do come in um, is, is our best uh, solution. And and that is, is, you know, we're, we're typically on the property every, every month or every two months. And and we're, you know, if 
stuff pops up or out there and we want to get on it quickly. Um, so, and that's a combination of, like I said, traps and baits. Um, Got it. There's, there's no, there's no silver bullet with moles. It's, it's just persistence. And, uh, um, like I said, if we could create a bubble around your home, uh, we might have a better solution of keeping the moles out. Uh, but we can't, you know, stop. You know, you said you back up the woods. Um, <laughs> I hope the woods aren't, you know, infested. Uh, fortunately, uh, we find that at times that, you know, if you back up to a park or a creek, you're going to continue to have moles, you know, keep pushing pushing into your yard throughout the year. Well, I'll, I'll be calling you calling you about those moles, too. But I, I've always had this question. I'm, I'm not going to ask you to speculate on whether cockroaches could actually survive a nuclear war. Okay, I'm not going to ask you that. But I will ask you, are cockroaches particularly difficult to kill? <laughs> out, of, uh, out of the pests that we control... In, in the right circumstances and in, in the right situations, yes, they can be. Uh, they can be a little more challenging. Um, but, you know, we, we do have, you know, great tools and techniques to control them. Um, that's not our, our number one challenge in our industry. However, uh, uh, to the consumer, uh, seeing a roach is, is probably like one of the worst things that they could see in their home or in their business. And, uh, um you know, and, and to your point, you know, they, they could probably survive and evolve to understand any any type of nuclear uh, event. Uh, they they definitely evolved throughout the years. And, and but that being said, we you know we're uh, we're confident and in, in, you know <laughs> able to uh, control the pest. Good. We're we're talking to Dan Rotler, uh, president of Rotler Pest Solutions. And Dan, you mentioned something a moment ago. I want to come back to, and that is. You said about cockroaches, they're not the number one uh, issue with your industry. What is the number one pest issue with your industry? <laughs> you know, it, it's funny. It depends on the, uh, the season. And it depends on the, uh, the area that you, you know, are talking about. Um, the stink bugs for a moment there are really bad. Certain parts of uh, the country um, have experienced really bad issues with stink bugs. Uh, other parts... Um, deal with bed bugs. Bed bugs was a really, you know, challenging bug to control. I would say back when I got into the business full time, um, we were using heat. We still do occasionally use heat to control them. So um, bed bugs, you know, and then you know, pests like moles. Um, you know, they, they can be a little challenging uh, and frustrating to our customers. Uh, and then you know, termites. Um, the occasional ants, uh, whether it's odorous house ants, ants like, you know, sweet ants, if you will. Um, and then we got, you know, carpenter ants. So um, <laughs> it, it just really all depends on the, the situation in the mm-hmm. home that we're dealing with. Um, and then spiders, of course. Uh, you know, we're, we're known to have brown recluse spiders in, in this region of the U.S., and, and they they can wreak some habit on some customers' homes and, and businesses as like. So, um I would not say that there's, you know, top test that's, you know, the most challenging, but rather uh, given the right situation and the right environment, uh, um, you know, any one of these that I've named off can be a real, real challenge to uh, to these individuals. Well, Dan Rattler, it's obvious that you know what you're talking about. If if folks need more information on Rattler Pest Solutions and what you can do for them, how can they reach you? 
You can uh, reach us at 314-426-6100 or at rottler.com, R-O-T-T-L-E-R.com. Very good. Dan Rottler, thank you so much uh, for coming on this evening. Thanks for uh, helping me with my new house and the stink bugs. And I'm sure I'll be calling you about the moles here because if my wife sees me out in the yard with a gas of with a propane tank and a lighter, uh, she's going to not let me go forward with that solution. So your solutions, I'm sure, are much better. Dan Rottler, thanks so much for joining us this evening on CamelX. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Hey, does Vladimir Putin have any chance of winning in Ukraine? Coming up next, we'll talk to syndicated columnist Charles Lipson on that very topic right here on The Voice of St. Louis, KMOX. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome back to At Your Service. Brad Young in with you this evening. And I've been following the war in Ukraine very closely. I'm fascinated by military technology and we're literally seeing this this uh, great power competition rolling out right in front of our eyes, and so it's worth watching. But but the question that always comes to my mind is, what is Vladimir Putin's strategy for winning this war? Because whatever that strategy is, it hasn't been working so far. And I also am amazed that Ukraine continues to resist. But as I'm thinking about this, they are resisting. But I've also wondered about whether Ukraine can actually win. That's why I wanted to reach out to syndicated columnist and friend of the show, Charles Lipson, who wrote on this very topic very recently. Charles, great to talk to you again, as always. Oh, it's my pleasure, Brad. And uh, there's plenty of news today. Oh, there there is. But uh, your column that came out just a few days ago is entitled, Putin's inhumane war strategy is backfiring. So so let's start with this. How did the war in Ukraine change after Russia failed to capture Kiev? It, it changed because Russia's strategy uh, changed. The original strategy was a kind of blitzkrieg uh, to take the capital and decapitate the regime, which would then... Um, which would then uh, lead to Russia gaining political control of the country. They could either incorporate the entire country or parts of it and have a subordinate regime in place in Kiev. When that failed, they moved back to what I would call the traditional Russian way of war, which is uh, 
what in the old days, Woody Hayes, who was the old coach at Ohio State, used to call three yards in a cloud of dust. You know, you would just go straight ahead, use as many men as you can. It was blunt force Mm -hmm. using cannon fodder and a lot of artillery and that uh, with no regard for human life, either your own or the other sides. And that's exactly what Russia has been doing for the last year. Yeah, and, and in fact, I believe it was last week I, as I was reading, because I'm, I'm captivated by this. I read stories every day about the latest in Ukraine, and the, the losses have certainly been horrendous. So while Russia continues to target civilian infrastructure with missiles and drones, isn't Russia essentially using their unskilled and newly recruited soldiers Basically, you said the word cannon fodder, but that's really, isn't it what it is by just sending in these unskilled soldiers so they'll be shot by the Ukrainian army as, as for targeting purposes so the Russian army can then target the Ukrainian soldiers? That's part of it. That's a large part of it. And then what they do is they want to follow up. They want to use the artillery and the cannon fodder to soften up the Ukrainians and then uh, use more experienced, uh, battle-hardened soldiers uh, behind them to come in and uh, if they found a weak spot uh, or whatever, then to, to exploit it. So that's what they're trying to do. But the whole strategy is a war crime on just so many different levels. What's surprising to me, Brad, is... Uh, that we've really had almost no justification for the large expenditure of money and material, not men, but money and material that the United States has put into the war. President Biden is really so such an inept public speaker, probably oh, the most yes. inept since Lyndon Johnson. Uh, he's not really been out to make a public case to Americans for why people in um, in Missouri or Illinois should pay uh, for what is obviously a brave struggle in Ukraine. We, we, we have no doubt about their bravery and our ability to help. But the question is, why? Why is it in America's interest? And that's a good point. And, and what I hear oftentimes, of course, we're talking to nationally syndicated columnist Charles Lipson. Charles, what I hear so often is, in fact, I just heard it this morning, where some Democrats are using it as talking points against Republicans to say that so-and-so who's a Republican doesn't want to give Ukraine a blank check. And from my perspective, I don't think that anything in this country deserves a blank check, whether it's the Defense Department, and I'm the most pro-defense guy you'll ever meet, but, but no part of our government should ever have a, quote, blank check, unquote. So So why is it? What's the... The philosophy here where Democrats and progressives who are normally completely against a strong defense are suddenly enamored by empowering Ukraine against Russia. Why is that? Yeah. uh, And let me add to that. I mean, I think you're exactly right in posing that question. And I would just add uh, Donald Trump today said, you know, uh, Biden shouldn't be in uh, Kiev, he should be in Ohio. Well, he, in a way, he should be in both. But I mean, it, it, it there's a kind of the the left uh, in the Democratic Party wants all money to go into social programs, um, and um, the right.
right on the Republican side is really split between those who are Reagan Republicans who uh, believe in a strong defense and and, uh, the like, and those who are much more isolationist, uh, which is a a theme that uh, the Republicans have had within the party that goes back to the late 40s and... um, And Robert Taft of Ohio, Mr. Republican, who Dwight Eisenhower beat out for the nomination. But you can see that this is a very strong uh, movement within the Republican Party. My own view is that as long as we don't really put boots on the ground, it's absolutely critical that Ukraine win and that we uh, and that we support them uh, uh, in a uh, in a more full-hearted and rapid way than we have been. I mean, I'm very attentive to the fact uh, that Russia threatens nuclear escalation. I think that's a rem- – you can't discount that, but uh, we, we've we tried to make it very clear uh, that there would be – that it would essentially end Russia as they know it, not because we would nuclear attack them, but our conventional forces would destroy uh, what's left of their army. But if Russia, Russia believes it can outlast the United States. That's Mm -hmm. what's important about Biden's visit today. It's a commitment to stay in this. That was what was important about Putin's annexing those four areas, even though he didn't control them. That was saying, I'm really committed to staying in this fight. So uh, if we... If there's a question about our ability to outlast them, then we have to give Ukraine the resources to win more yes. quickly than that. Very good. We're, we're talking to syndicated columnist Charles Lipson, and you, you talked about the, the Russian strategy, how it changed once they were unable to capture Kiev in the opening right. days and weeks of the war. But from a strategic standpoint, does Putin have any valid options at this point other than simply doubling down on the failed strategy that actually created this mess? No, I don't think he does. Uh, and I don't think uh, escalating to a nuclear uh, level will help him on the battlefield. I, th- I think he does have better options operationally than those that he's used. They've attacked in two, on too many fronts. One of the uh, key points of all military strategy is that you should concentrate your forces and try to achieve a breakthrough. But what we've seen, uh, we saw it at the beginning uh, of the war. They didn't just attack to take Ukraine, I mean, to take Kiev, the capital. They attacked in the Donbass, and they Mm -hmm. attacked in Crimea, and they attacked all over, and they spread out their resources as such. And I think now what you see is that they are trying really to take the Donbass. And what we don't know is whether they will launch a renewed big offensive either in the Donbass, which is the east, or whether they'll try to come down from Belarus and retake Kiev, which is a fool's errand. Yeah, and and Russia's intent, I was thinking about this earlier today, Charles, that Mm -hmm. Russia's intent was to absorb Ukraine into Russia and continue to move Uh, southwest into Moldova and follow this pattern that was laid out by Alexander Dugan to kind of recreate the Soviet Union. And also he wanted to fracture NATO. But isn't it interesting that Russia not only failed to achieve any of these goals, 
but actually they achieved the opposite. They, they've strengthened Ukraine. I read that Ukraine is now like the fifth country in the world in terms of the number of tanks that they have because they've captured them all from Russia. And now we have more countries joining NATO. NATO seems to be more aligned now than before. So not only has Russia failed to achieve its goals, they've actually achieved the opposite of their goals. Yeah, Putin's a master strategist. You nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> but I would say there are uh, there are uh, cracks in the NATO foundation, and the longer the war goes, the more Putin thinks that those cracks might come through. I, I actually think Biden, who I am not a big supporter of, take my word. Uh, I think he's done a good job in keeping the alliance together. But he's done it by moving slowly, and that's been very costly Mm -hmm. in Ukraine. And what I'm saying now is, uh, and I think the leaders have been Poland and Britain. And I think that we've come in behind them, dragging Germany and France along along with us. Good good point. We're talking to syndicated columnist Charles Lipson, and and you called or you characterized Russia's strategy here as a war of attrition – But at least from my perspective, that cannot succeed because Russia currently lacks the industrial capability to replenish the equipment that it's losing. So here's my question. How how might China factor in to Putin's equation for victory when it comes to industrial capacity? Well, it could give Russia quite a lot. But uh, I think that the problem, and I've said all along that there were people all along who said, Uh, who who are trying to figure out the Chinese angle on this. But I would say that China has has been very worried uh, about uh, Russia launching this unsuccessful war. Uh, The fact that Russia has had to go to uh, Iran, China, North Korea for for replacement uh, equipment is a sign of how weak the Russian economy is. To go back to the 19th century in Austria-Hungary, you can't be a great power without a big, strong economy. If you could, uh, then Israel would be one of the world's greatest uh, powers. It's a regional power, but it's not one of the world's great powers. Poland would be a great power. It's not. It's a regional power. And what Putin is trying to do uh, really is use old Soviet equipment and lots of ammunition, which they have. They have old tubes to fire it and a lot of old ammunition, and they have a lot of uh, uh, people to throw in as cannon fodder, and they have a docile population that's been unwilling to rise up. So, And I think he's all in because I think he feels like if he loses, and I think he's accurate in this, if he loses – he won't be retiring uh, to a DACA somewhere no. on the uh, on the Black Sea. He'll be retiring to an underground bunker in which he's in a coffin. Yeah, because leaders like this only go out one way. From what I believe, the old Soviet regime called it lead poisoning. Uh, the, the, <laughs> that, that's about the only way they go out is from lead poisoning. If you know what I mean. We're talking to Charles Lipson and Charles. Uh, your articles, I never miss a one of them. I read your columns and articles every week. And how can listeners sign up to receive email copies of your columns, regardless of where those columns are actually printed? 
Well, I post them all at charleslipson.com, L-I-P-S-O-N, charleslipson.com. And uh, if they uh, sign up there, uh, I'll, I'll send them a summary of each article, and they can go to the article. Uh, it's easy to unsubscribe to. It's all free. So um, I'm, I'm happy to, to have them. And I know you've been reading them because each week you seem smarter and smarter. <laughs> What a backhanded compliment. Yes, I'm reading your articles and I'm getting smarter and smarter. But that's yeah, true for it. anyone that reads yeah, your articles, I Charles. I tell my graduate students sometimes, I will say to them, you know, that was a surprisingly smart comment. <laughs> I had law school professors that said the same things uh, to me as well. Charles Lipson, it's always a joy to talk to you, my friend. Great to talk to you, Brad. Hey, coming up after the break, you remember those red light cameras? Well, thanks to uh, Mayor Tashara Jones, they may be coming back to the city of St. Louis. We'll talk about that next on At Your Service. Welcome back to At Your Service. And if you've ever heard me talk about red light cameras, you know that from my legal perspective, they're just blatantly unconstitutional. And it's not just my opinion. The Missouri Supreme Court ruled that in 2015. And yet governments are so hungry to separate your money from your wallet. They truly are. And so I think it's interesting that in the city of St. Louis, in fact, it happened yesterday, Mayor Tashara Jones said she wants to bring back red light cameras. And I always love how this is done. It's always done under the guise of protection. We really want to protect you. We are the government here, and, and we're here to protect you. This is the same city that won't prosecute criminals, mind you. So just how, how devoted is the city to actually protecting you? That's certainly a question. But really what the guise here is, is they want to separate you from their money because that's what red light cameras do. So Mayor Tashara Jones wants to bring these back. But remember this, the Missouri Supreme Court ruled in 2015, almost eight years ago now, that they're unconstitutional for two reasons. Number one, they're unconstitutional because you received the the fine if you were the owner of the car. So if your buddy Joe is driving your car, runs a red light, and the ticket comes to you, what crime did you commit? What crime did you commit at all? So the, the city would ticket you even though they had no proof that you committed a crime. That, that's unconstitutional. That's why we have the, the First Amendment. That's why we have the Bill of Rights is to make sure that you aren't prosecuted for crimes that you don't commit. But secondly, the Supreme Court ruled that, that the, under the Missouri system and under the St. Louis red light district or red light district, listen to me, red light camera problem, uh, and don't go there, Matt Pajeski laughs. I'm not talking about red light districts. But under under the red light camera problem, you had to prove that you were innocent. In other words, you were guilty until proven innocent. And again, that's not how our justice system works. So when you hear Tashara Jones talk about bringing back red light cameras, just ask yourself, is this about the safety of St. Louis or is this about drawing more money into the city coffers that desperately needs money these days, particularly since we're going to be giving out guaranteed basic income uh, to the tune of $5 million? Hey, coming up after the break, did COVID form in a lab? We'll talk about that next here on Camo X. 
<sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.